Welcome to the Solid Man Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Curry, licensed marriage and family therapist. SolidMan.com is an ongoing conversation designed to empower men to master the art of being a man. So welcome to chapter 13. This is our uh, group exercise number 13. This is actually following up on the question number four, what do I want? And this one is about becoming emotionally engaged. So this is about what do I want? Emotions, wants, and desires. There's a quote from John Eldridge. Quote, One of the first things God does as he restores a man is to reawaken desire. Unquote. And a quote from Gerald May. Quote, the freedom question, then, is not whether we can do whatever we want, but whether we can do what we most deeply want, unquote. And a quote from Brene Brown. There are too many people who, instead of feeling hurt, are acting out of their hurt. Instead of acknowledging pain, they're inflicting pain on others. Rather than risking feeling disappointed, they're choosing to live disappointed, unquote. This chapter moves from the world of understanding your needs to discerning your wants. We will answer the core question number four, what do I want? Wanting is different than needing in that wanting is developing your desire and passion. Needing is about foundational aspects of life that have a strong base of operation in order to have a strong base of operation. Wanting opens up pathways where you are thriving and living with the whole heart. You have been designed to live in abundance, vigor, and fullness. Asking ourselves what we want may seem alien or unacceptable. But it is essential if we are to live life to the fullest. Most men have not even taken the time to ask what they want. It is as though you have never been given permission. This process not only gives you permission, it's a requirement to ask yourself, what do I want? So you got my permission. So core practice number four that goes along with the question is living from your heart. This practice is learning how to live intuitively in life and intentionally living from your heart instead of analyzing from your head. A wholehearted life is a life of abundance, expansion, and connection. You will learn to become more aware of your deeper emotions and wants. You'll learn how to live with an open and vulnerable posture where you are living in the present. You'll learn how to consistently pay attention to your good internal resources. Often, this is called conscious or integrated living, where you are awake and available to yourself and to others. Men who are disintegrated live in a fog of non-intentional victimhood, where they are powerless and choiceless, and where they allow externals to run the show. Often this turns into compulsive use of any drug of choice, like porn, drugs, workaholism, or over-exercising. In this lesson, you will learn how to breathe through your anxieties, your fears, and your lizard brain, while gaining a simple process to clearly interpret your emotions. You will work through your emotion toward knowing what you want in real time as things are coming up. A solid integrated man is aware, self-aware, awake, and intuitive. A man can only answer the third and fourth core questions by living from an internally referenced place, his heart. This exercise is designed to help you develop more ability to be driven by your heart. One of the most significant parts of the heart of men is our inner emotional world. You know already 
how most men have kept themselves from allowing emotions from being a part of life. Now you will learn how to use your emotions as they were intended to guide you to a deeper sense of well-being. You'll, earn, you'll learn the emotional stop, drop, and roll. So let me read that one about well-being over again. Your emotions are designed to guide you to a deeper sense of well-being. This is how it makes sense. Let me read it again. Your emotions are designed to help you help guide you into a deeper sense of well-being. To become a truly free man, you must live from two things. One, what you want, and two, what you know is right. This may sound odd, mostly because you've been sold a bill of goods that in order to be free you must restrain yourself, or that you can't do what you want because bad things will result. This is wrong. In order to be, to be free, the best in you must be released and not restrained. Most of us have spent our entire lives holding ourselves back, restraining ourselves because we think we are selfish or despicable at our core. It's time to find who we really are and live freely from there. Seek to live a wholehearted life. The core of your being is your heart. It's that part of you that feels, wants, desires, is inspired, is creative, and connects with others deeply. As you learned in chapter 3, your heart is actually the battlefield of shame. Shame will try to convince you that your heart is bad and cannot be trusted. The opposite is true. Your heart is good and must be trusted in order to live a life of integrity. Your heart will guide you well and direct you to a true, authentic life. To live a life of vigor, passion, love, and integrity, you must live from your heart. When you start to try to figure everything out, analyzing everything, and living inside your head, you lose your most valuable asset, your heart. We live in a society driven by the quest for knowing everything, and cognition is king. We are information-driven, and we've lost our hearts. Instead, our heart is driven by intuition, desires, feelings, and life. Not informational-driven. Men throughout history have been given messages to hide, disregard, or completely abandon our inner process of emotion, feeling, or intuition. We've been told how our emotions are feminine, irrational, or they get in the way of getting the job done. None of that is true. If you want to become the man you want to be, you must become familiar and well-practiced with your own personal internal processes. No matter what you've heard, men are equally as emotional as women. We just handle and express the emotions totally different. Maintaining a primary logical and cognitive posture in life has limited men to only being a partial self, like one living with one hand tied behind your back. Awareness of how your emotions work is important so you know what you want and need at any given moment. Emotional awareness helps you to develop and maintain a solid sense of self, calm responsiveness, and healthy conflict in the everyday sphere of relationships. Self-awareness allows for more availability, collaboration, and intimacy as you become more able to share your true, whole self with those that you love. Your primary internal resource, your heart, has many profound components. Your body, presence, identity, integrity, passion, spirit. All of these work together, makes up yourself, who you are. Having you alive and available in your own life and relationships is fully, or fully, is an incredibly important thing. Your relationships are the proving grounds for learning to live as a solid man. The more aware you are of how you move personally in relationship or in life, the more you will feel settled and centered. You will experience more freedom, peace, and closeness. 
and less anger and irritation. You'll learn how your emotions are designed to help you be responsible, to increase your own sense of well-being. So, the more well-being, the less anger. The more anger in your life means your sense of well-being is low. You will know you're doing this well when anger recedes. So, what is emotion? Emotion is an instinctive state of being, mind, or mood that is derived from how we interpret our circumstances. The word emotion has two main parts, E and motion. E is for energy. Emotion actually is real physical energy. You can feel it moving through your body. And when emotional energy gets stuck in your body, it has significant negative physical problems. Anything from ulcers, high blood pressure, headaches, depression, heart attack, grinding teeth, hair loss, all kinds of stuff. Muscle tension, tight muscles all over the place. This is good evidence that emotions are, in fact, real physical energy. Your emotions are physical energy revealing your well-being. So that's the E part. Emotions are also motion. Emotions must keep moving, like your bowels. They must keep moving. If you bottle them up or stuff them, it's just like constipation. Just like when your poop backs up, emotional constipation results in many very negative outcomes. Emotions indicate to you how you are doing and if your heart is cared for. Emotions guide you to care for yourself with purpose and intent. Since men have never been taught how to navigate our emotions, we only have two unhealthy or unconscious options. Emotions guide you to care for yourself with purpose and intent. And since emotional energy is real, it must go somewhere. Our two options are either stuffing it, bottling it up, or swallowing it, or the other option is to explode all that emotional energy onto other people. If we're unconscious with emotion, those are our two options, stuff it or let it explode. When we swallow or stuff the emotional energy, we're taking it deep into our being. We let it sit inside of us and it builds into resentment or depression. Then it sits there until something releases it. Either we eventually ex explode or we exercise it out or it does physical or psychological damage. Some of us have been trained to swallow all of the family's emotional energy and anxiety. The swallower yields to others and avoids conflict at all costs. You know if you were trained to be the swallower as a child. It has huge negative personal consequences. When we explode, we aggressively vomit that emotional energy into or onto someone else. They now carry the weight of that negative energy. Now they have the option of swallowing the extra emotional energy or giving it back to us, exploding onto us again. This never ends well for anyone. You may feel better for a while since you're not carrying the energy anymore, but now they have to deal with it. They have to deal with their own and yours, and this is just not right. And often we toss our emotional negative energy into someone else's emotional basket. Men who explode will usually do something that looks like yelling, inten intensity, or anger. Often, women will do what's called flooding, which is less aggressive, but it still feels like a fire hose and leaves you with her emotional energy to deal with. Flooding seems like an endless verbal onslaught. Just like she should have boundaries for your exploding, you should have boundaries for her flooding. Swallowing and exploding always result in horrible personal and relational outcomes. Dumping verbal vomit into someone else is just unfair. It's mean and uncaring. We can stuff or explode, but what most often happens is a combination of the two called stacking. 
Stacking happens when you stuff a bunch of little things throughout your day, and then it eventually gets to the point where it's the straw that broke the camel's back. So stacking is a combination of stuffing and then exploding. Let's see, here's, a, here's how stacking works. I missed my alarm, and now I'm late for work. Plus, we were out of milk, so I had no quick cereal for breakfast. Plus, someone caught me, cut me off on my, in traffic on my way to work. And then my boss belittled me because I was late in front of my peers. And then more traffic coming home. Then the dog pooped on the ca carpet. And then my big kid backtalked. And finally, there's no toilet paper. All these small things equal a ton of negative emotional energy. And so then when you step on the Lego, you explode. Often one thing, often the one, I'm sorry, often the one on the rough end of the stacking explosion has no idea what you've done. Your son's sitting there in the corner with his Legos and you are just going off way over the top. I was just playing with my Legos, or I just asked to go to the park. They had no idea. You exploded on them. They have no idea about your whole rough day. And so they get all that energy. Stacking your emotional energy does not work. It's just another way that we do emotion unconsciously. Next, we're going to learn the process how to process our emotions in a way that does not burden others and builds collaboration to care for everyone's well-being. Remember, emotions reveal your well-being. So the questions, what have been your main ways of dealing with your emotions? Swallowing, exploding, or stacking? And where do you think you learned this way of dealing with emotion? Words. This is a really important part of this. So the healthy pathway to resolving the emotional energy is to consciously translate the energy into words and then speak those words to the people around you with love and respect. For some reason, words work miracles when it comes to emotional energy. Speaking about your well-being and collaborating with those around you to take care of your well-being is mature, healthy, and even pragmatic. It actually works. If we just withdraw into silence, our diminished well-being will continue, and anger will keep running the show. If we wait or procrastinate before we talk about important things in your life, you will not thrive. We must be bold enough to speak about what's going on inside of us. Often men are reluctant to speak because of how women talk about their emotions. It's true that we're equally as emotional as women, but this is where men and women do emotion differently. We will speak with less words, but we still must use words. You must translate your emotional energy into words. So speaking three sentences instead of swallowing or exploding works powerfully. These three simple sentences help you to communicate what you are experiencing and needing at any given time. The three collaborative sentences are, I feel blank, I need blank, can you provide that for me? Saying what you need and collaborating to get those needs met will intentionally increase your sense of well-being. I feel blank is the first sentence to say. This is dropping deeper into your heart to find what your core emotion is. You'll learn more about core emotion shortly. Often, it's not just one core emotion. You'll make up a group of emotions with one or two most prominent. For instance, I might feel belittled, emasculated, hopeless, powerless, and misunderstood. But misunderstood and hopeless are the most important. It's important not to say, you make me feel, or you always do this, and so then I feel. It's giving yourself the finger and literally pointing at yourself. I feel misunderstood. I need or want blank 
is the sentence, second sentence. This is actually easier than the first sentence, as it is usually the opposite of the first sentence, what you feel. I want to be understood. If it was, I feel misunderstood, you see how the, the need or want is easy. I just feel I want to be understood. Could be disrespected. I feel disrespected. I want to be respected. Or I feel alone. I want a hug. It's pretty easy that way. Or I really need to be listened to because I have something important to say. This sentence is important because it says what you need. And that's so you can have a more positive sense of well-being. If you actually get what you need, your well-being will increase. If you are listened to and understood, you will feel much better about life. That brings up the third sentence, which is a request. Can you provide that for me? Or can you help me out with that? This is important to ask because this is a collaborative posture that is not demanding or controlling. This results in a much more positive response and interaction, especially in close relationships. People want your well-being increased, especially those people that really love you. What makes it difficult for you to express your emotions in words like this? Consider the last time you had emotional energy. So answer these questions. What was the deeper feeling? I felt what? What was that telling you about you? what you needed? I need what? And who was with you to see if they could help you out with that? How could you have asked them to provide that for you? The three collaborative statements are essential to being a solid man. Since emotion is one of the most significant internal resources which guide us to wholehearted living, we must become really good at understanding the role of emotion in our life. And we must be good at talking to those closest to us about what's going on inside of us. When you experience some emotional energy welling up inside of you, remember to ask yourself what you feel deeply. Find out how that is revealing to you what you need or want, and then talk to the people around you so that they can help you make it happen. You will find that your well-being increases immediately. Now, this process does not work with toxic people, so be very wary of unsafe people who don't care about your well-being. There may be people around you who are not safe and somewhat toxic. Since the collaborative sentences are actually kind of vulnerable, you will most likely need to choose not to bring your deep feelings and needs up with those people, since they will not respect or care for you. It wouldn't be wise to be vulnerable with them. It's okay to close off and be silent to those people. Obstacles to wanting. Here are some obstacles to why men don't pay attention to emotions. I will also explain the concept of stop, drop, and roll, which helps understand your emotions and how to communicate them in real time. This pathway will give you a clear and simple way to begin to understand your emotions and to begin to actively increase your well-being. So remember, emotions reveal your well-being. I said that a whole bunch of times, but you got to remember that. That's how emotions make sense. So this exercise is essential to your freedom and growth. This is a practice which will help you to begin to attend to your deepest center. So read the exercises and report back to your men your core wants, non-negotiables, and how you plan on moving in freedom. Becoming aware of your, how your internal processes work is important to understand to clearly define what we want and need at any given moment. This awareness is a profound process that will help you to develop and maintain a solid sense of self, calm responsiveness, and healthy conflict in everyday sphere of relationships. Self-awareness all allows for more availability, collaboration, and intimacy as you become more able to share your true and whole self with those you love. 
having you alive and available in your life and relationships is fully or and relationships fully is incredibly important and this pathway to self-awareness will help you with that the more you become aware of how you move personally and relationally the more you will feel settled and centered the more you process your emotions in a healthy way you will experience more freedom peace and closeness and less anger and irritation so let's look at some of the obstacles to why we don't do emotion obstacle number one permission the first obstacle is allowing yourself permission to actually have wants and needs for various reasons most men in our culture have chosen from childhood to fly under the radar keeping them themselves from having or expressing or even wanting wants and needs they see this not as wanting to burden others or to be selfish the first step is to stop believing that lie it is not a burden nor is it selfish in order to be a properly functioning person you must give yourself permission to have wants needs and to be intentionally responsible to get those wants and needs met you have permission to be emotional it's like the oxygen mask on the airplane in order to really care for and love those around you you must care for yourself first so that you can love others well obstacle two gravity the second obstacle is giving the internal processes in yourself the respect weight and validity that you deserve many as many of us have learned from early on to suppress emotions feelings and wants to see them as, and we see them as invalid worthless and immature or maybe even in the way suppressing your internal life may get you temporarily through a very dip, difficult experience but it will always pop up like a beach ball with tons of random energy emotion is is as important as breathing for men this energy either erupts like a volcano with road rage anger and harsh words or like a slow lava flow with cold silence grumpiness distance or compulsive activity like porn or working too much sometimes emotions feel random and will make you wonder where did that come from attending to your internal processes to all that's going on inside of you with the gravity that it deserves is an important part of maturity and life so you have permission and see it as having gravity obstacle number three communication the third obstacle is the idealistic notion that if somebody really loves me they will inherently know what I want or need there are no telepaths in our world and if there were you wouldn't want to be married to them you must know what you want to need and to communicate that calmly and clearly to them often you may think you're communicating but it comes across as nagging or aggressive if you find yourself saying it more than once you need to rethink and rework how and when you're saying things take the time you need to find out what's going on inside of you your emotions will make good sense the more you listen and identify what is behind them remember you must translate your emotional energy into words obstacle number four the cultural message the fourth message has come to us packaged in words like suck it up walk it off there's no crying in baseball man up only girls cry pussy or any number of variations like that designed to keep you in the game culture wants us in the game as a willing participant to keep things moving forward and men who feel or even have emotion seem to block that progress this is where the culture has a utilitarian view of men they see men as the ones who will take care of things fix stuff and make it all work if we stop to consider what's going on inside of us we are breaking the unspoken rules so therefore we ignore and suppress a core and essential part of our being it's time for the culture to experience men who are strong and powerful because they are aware of emotional process 
Training for elite forces is realizing this. In order to effective, be effective in tense, in intense combat situations, you must be aware of yourself, your relationships, your surroundings, and your intuitive processes. If you disconnect from yourself, you may get the job done, but at the expense of your heart and your soul. Consider the cultural messages you have heard and how they have stuck to you. Refuse to be a utility. So questions. Which obstacles do you struggle with the most? Permission, gravity, communication, or the culture? And how have these obstacles shut you down emotionally? Becoming proficient at experiencing self-awareness may feel counterintuitive or selfish because most of us have not been given permission to fully be ourselves or actually taught how to respect our emotions and internal realities. As well, our culture and families communicate external expectations which keep us in line and in control to external motivators. Emotional awareness is designed to help set you free to be you, to be the man that you know you want to be. Your emotions are the door to discovering the deep realities inside of you. Chip Dodd said, emotions are the voice of the heart. The process of stop, drop, and roll will help you hear the voice of your own heart so you can take care of yourself fully. Stop, drop, and roll. Three basic steps toward self-awareness of your true wants. Step one, stop. Identify your flag emotions. When you have any intense feeling, the first thing to identify is what is called a flag emotion. These emotions are like red flags waving in your face or a flashing light on your dashboard alerting you to check your engine. Flag emotions are hard, tough, hot, and they're in your face. You, need, you feel them rising up in you. There's really only one purpose of a flag emotion. To alert you that something important needs attention. It's in your face like a red flag waving in your face getting your attention. The flag emotion gets your attention. Anger, irritation, frustration, jealousy, rage, annoyance, contempt, scorn, and impatience are all examples of flag emotions. Tears, resentment, clinginess, grudge holding are examples as well. When a flag emotion shows up, you must notice it, recognize that it's done its job by alerting you, and then set it on the shelf. Don't move out of this emotion or let it run the show. Nothing good ever happens. So do your best to breathe deeply, set it aside, and go on to step number two, drop. When you let flag emotions guide you and you move out of anger or whatever it is, you will always miss what you need to attend to. And as you certainly know, moving out of these emotions relationally always creates a head-butting road to nowhere. Think about it this way. If you're on fire, stop, drop, and roll. Flag emotions are like fire. And when you're on fire, stop, take a breath, set the flag emotion on the shelf. Since you've been trained to let flag emotions run your life, this step is really difficult at first. So breathe and let the flag emotion go. Practice taking deep breaths, splashing water on your face, take a minute aside to cool off, or do some other soothing practice that's healthy. Take a moment to create a little space in your life to just breathe. Maybe go somewhere for a few minutes to cool off and attend to what's going on inside of you. You'll get better at this as you practice, and you'll actually find out that anger is your friend. You'll begin to trust that when you are angry, there is a reason for the anger or irritation. It will start to make sense. This is the path to peace, freedom, and an increased well-being. So what are your usual flag emotions, and what usually triggers them? And what really helps you to stop and put the flag emotion to the side.
the lizard brain. Another way flag emotions show up is through the limbic or fight and flight or freeze system. A stimulus creates a reaction in your amygdala and it sends adrenaline into your bodies and to make us alert and ready for fight, flee, or freeze to keep us safe. This is the core part of a reptilian brain. Humans, on the other hand, have huge brains. Because of this, there are meanings, memories, and complex interpretation of various stimuli that triggered the lizard brain in us. You interpret conditions as unsafe when your wife says something that feels emasculating or your boss belittles you. Under neither of these conditions are you actually in danger of physical harm. But your lizard brain goes off Adrenaline rushes through your body, ready for a quick fight, a withdrawal, or frozen passivity. Without thinking about it, this is just what you do. Fight, withdraw, or go deer in the headlights. You know which of those you are more prone to do. Rarely are we in actual danger of harm. Sometimes it does happen while we're driving. That's probably the most common but rarely are we in danger. Pay attention to how the lizard brain erupts and treat it like a flag emotion. You'll begin to see how the same things triggering the lizard brain and just write down those triggers and pay attention to how you react and this will help you respond in a grounded fashion. When men experience shame, we traditionally react in three ways as the lizard brain goes off. We get pissed, that's kind of the aggressive fight side of it. We move away, that's disappear or flight or withdraw, or we power down, we shut down, or we freeze. When we become more aware, you say, my lizard brain just went off, and the big part of your brain starts actually working again. That's the prefrontal cortex, and it's now back in the game. You can start checking in with yourself, see how you're doing and what you're feeling and what you might need. You just woke up by noticing and it's a big tool. Our work here is to give you more tools so that you can respond above and in control of the lizard brain. In the life of a man of integrity, the lizard brain cannot control your actions. Your heart must control everything couple questions. When does the lizard brain usually go off and how do you usually process it? Fight, flee, or freeze? What helps you identify the adrenaline rush in your body or those moments when emotional energy rises up in you? Step two, drop. This is identifying your core emotions. The flag emotion alerts you to find out what's going on deeper in you to help discover your core emotions. Your core emotions are deeper, softer, and guide you toward what is substance and meaning in your life. Let me say that again. Core emotions help guide you to discover what has substance and meaning in your life so that you can increase your well-being. Men need substance and meaning in our lives. Therefore, we need to attend to our deeper emotions. Your core emotions are a deep gold mine of information about your well-being. So now drop deeper into your heart and pay attention to what's going on deep inside of you. Core emotions exist deep inside into what's commonly called your heart or soul. This is where meaning in life is found, so it may take some work to identify them, especially if you're not well-practiced. Once you find them, however, you'll start to see that there are certain themes that will develop for every person. You'll have about three to six primary core emotions that seem to re re recycle again and again. It might be disrespect, worthlessness, belittled, alone, deflated, fear of something, devalued, powerless, misunderstood, accused, not listened to, emasculated, stuck, or lost are a few examples of core emotions. Even with your core emotions, don't move from them either. If we allow sadness or powerless to become the way of moving, that emotion will begin to run the show. Feel it deeply, but keep moving through it toward resolution.
Remember that emotions indicate your state of well-being. It's good to talk about core emotions with those you trust and love. Again, identify core emotions. Identifying core emotions may be difficult since men usually have not been encouraged to feel, let alone to be feel deeply. Take your time to become proficient at feeling deeply. Take the time you need to identify what the feeling is like and then put words to it. Remember how your emotions will be a group of words with one or two prominent ones. Write them out in your journal or on a piece of paper to get in the habit of describing and building your emotional vocabulary. The process of drop is connected to the first collaborative sentence, I feel blank. As you learn and master your emotional process, you will become more aware of yourself and others. You will begin to see the wisdom and common sense behind emotions. Identifying your core emotions and talking about them is very healthy in a positive relational. It will have positive relational results, but that's not the end goal. So breathe deeply again and roll to the step number three, roll. Here's a couple questions. What are your usual core emotions? And what have you noticed about how difficult it is to identify and express the deeper emotions? So step three, of stop, drop, and roll, roll. This is identifying wants and needs. This is the most profound part of this process and may actually be the easiest. You will find out what you want. Remember, wanting has probably been taboo for you. You can't be selfish or you can't be a burden. But wanting is an important part of being human. Another word for wanting is desire. In order to identify what you truly desire, you'll need to take more time, space, contemplation to give desire the energy it needs. Once you've found your core emotion, you will roll toward your core wants and needs. Identifying these wants and needs will become easier, even second nature, but for now, give it the practice you need. Take the core emotion and translate it to what you want or need. For example, let's say your flag emotion was irritation because your woman is sarcastic about you going fishing with your, your friends. So the core emotion might be, I feel belittled or suffocated. When you feel belittled, what do you think or you need or want? For example, this might be, I want to be respected. I want my needs to be understood or I need some space. Another example would be, it's something your woman said. So your flag emotion is anger. Your core emotion might be that you feel accused, unsupported, or deflated. So when you feel deflated, what do you think you might want or need? It may be, I want to be appreciated, or it would be awesome if you could believe the best in me, or I'd like to be acknowledged for the good I bring into this relationship. Roll is a simple process, but it's difficult if you've never had permission to consider your emotions or wants. Give it the energy, time, and practice it deserves. Don't give up. This takes practice. But you can, you can do it. It's easier if you're working and learning together with your loved one and if they know the concepts. So it'd be good to read this chapter with them. Remember, again, emotions reveal your sense of well-being. I don't know if I can say that enough. Emotions reveal your sense of well-being. You can actually, with your, with your spouse or loved one, have a respectful signal or a timeout or something. Some language you use when one of you is on fire with a flag emotion, and then you work together to go through the steps of stop, drop, and roll. Soon you'll see the recurring themes, and you'll have a strong list of five to six wants or needs. Once you have your list, You'll be able to know what your wants are in real time. And you'll be able to communicate your core emotion and the wants as things as they're actually happening. You'll let your wants and needs guide you to what you do and how you move in life. This is where the second collaborative statement comes in. I want or need blank. So here's some examples of some wants and needs. I want to feel respected. I want affirmation or appreciation for who I am and what I do. I want to be wanted. I need physical touch, non-sexual and or sexual. I want freedom. 
I need space at times. I want to be listened to. I need you to trust me. I want you to believe the best in me. Sex is really important to me. I like it when you say good things about me to others. I feel alive when I thrive. I want to provide good things. There's so many more, but those are just some examples. So what have been your primary needs and wants? And here's what really gets good. I mean, this is a really important part. So it's taking responsibility. So once you're able to identify your core needs and wants, it's important to begin to take responsibility to make sure your wants are taken care of. You do this by speaking and using your voice in respectful ways. This may be difficult because of all the messages that you've had that communicate that you're being selfish or that your wants are unimportant. The third collaborative statement is, can you help me with that? Or can you provide that for me? The three collaborative statements invite people around you to join in with you toward thriving and having your wants and needs met. It is inviting them to build your well-being. In recap, you must identify what you're feeling and what you want or need. And then just say it in a simple form, I feel blank, I want blank, followed by, can you provide that for me? If, you're, if the person you're with actually cares for your well-being, they will help out. And depending on their responses and responsiveness and level of caring, you will be able to receive valuable information about the state of your relationship. You'll find out if people actually care about your sense of well-being and thriving. Some do really care. Others, not so much. You must give yourself personal value and remind yourself that these needs and wants are an essential part of well-being. And remembering that swallowing or neglecting your emotions and wants results in symptoms like anger, ulcers, resentment, depression, or some addictive compulsivity. To be the man you want to be, you must speak up, strategize, and take action to make sure your needs and wants are cared for. Be responsible for your well-being. Use the three collaborative statements to let people around you know what's going on inside of you so they can help you out. This process begins with a flag emotion like anger. Anger is telling you something is going on inside of you that needs attention. It's the flag. Discover then what you are really feeling. Translate that to what you want that's not being cared for. Now take action to get it taken care of. I have it as a flag with an arrow going to core, to your want, to collaboration, to action. What's the action that'll take care of it? First, you'll stop. The fiery hot flag emotion has gotten your attention. Next, you will drop into your heart and find the hidden and elusive core emotion. The core emotion will guide you to the role, which is identifying what you need or want. This is where collaboration with others is essential. Simply letting them know what you're feeling and what you want or need. Then you can invite them to help you make that happen through well thought out actions. Making sure of your needs and wants are cared for is entirely your responsibility and it requires using your good, strong voice. When you first start this process, it feels counterintuitive. Taking responsibility for your wants will get you what you need, and you'll become a man who really loves the people in your life well. Remember, self-care is not selfish. The actions that you will begin to take, the actions, I'm sorry, let me try it again. The actions that you will begin to take will shape up your family system and primary relationships. Here's an example. Let's say you've not gone hunting since you were in college but it's something you had loved to do. You have neglected it to keep peace in the house or whatever. Now you're realizing I need to get out in the woods because it's really good for my soul and I need to be with other men because I need masculine interaction because I am a man. Your first action will be to honestly admit it and then speak what you need. Your next action will be going out and shooting your gun or your bow 
means spending some time on and or money and spending some money on a license and accessories. It means putting in for the draw in April in preparation for the fall hunt. It will change the system because you're standing up for your core wants and needs. At first, your woman may not appreciate this. However, when you are open with your emotional process with her and when you are a refreshed, strong, challenged man coming back from the wild, she will more likely appreciate your actions and your strategy. So checking in is your primary path to hearing your emotions. Most women love having a man in their life who is self-aware of his emotions and feelings and uses his voice to speak. When, a man, when men speak about what's going on inside of them, they do it differently than women. Men usually use fewer words and speak more non-verbally, using physical gestures, touches, grunts, or body proximity. Men will say it quickly and be done. This is why the three collaborative statements are so important. They are simple and to the point. This is so important. It's so important to a woman that primary communication is coming out of you. However, to love your woman well, take some time with it so that you can give it more detail. Say what your experience is similar to. Let yourself be open or vulnerable or let her ask questions about your experience. This is a lifelong process of self-discovery and learning about yourself. This will take time, so give it the time and effort that it needs. Use the next page to outline all your learning about yourself. You can do this. So do emotion like a man does emotion. So here's the group presentation questions. I've disregarded my emotions and wants because of these reasons. My usually flag emotions are this. I often experience the lizard brain as my primary wants and needs are usually my strategy and actions to get my needs and wants have been. I can become more collaborative in these ways. What positive results have you begun to experience as you've collaborated? Share your greatest insights and observations about what you just learned in this lesson. So that's lesson 13, desires, wants, and needs, and the emotional stop, drop, and roll. I hope you got a lot out of it, and as always, stay solid, my friends.